Daily Reflections is an exciting opportunity to deepen our faith in Jesus and to allow the gospel message of the day to penetrate the very core of our being. My friends, I invite you to allow the Lord of life to guide you and give you the courage to live as dynamic disciples. Let's offer this day to the way, the truth, and the life. Today we celebrate Thursday of the 10th week in Ordinary Time. And we begin with Psalm 85. The glory of the Lord will dwell in our land. Together, the glory of the Lord will dwell in our land. I will hear what God proclaims. The Lord, for he proclaims peace to his people. Near indeed is his salvation to those who fear him. Glory dwelling in our land. Kindness and truth shall meet. Justice and peace shall kiss. Truth shall spring out of the earth, and justice shall look down from heaven. The Lord himself will give his benefits. Our land shall yield its increase. Justice shall walk before him, and salvation along the way of his steps. The glory of the Lord will dwell in our land. Together, the glory of the Lord will dwell in our land. The gospel for today is taken from Matthew chapter 5, verse 20 to 26. Jesus said to his disciples, I tell you, unless your righteousness surpasses that of the scribes and Pharisees, you will not enter into the kingdom of heaven. You have heard that it was said to your ancestors, you shall not kill, and whoever kills will be liable to judgment. But I say to you, whoever is angry with his brother will be liable to judgment. And whoever says to his brother, Raka, will be answerable to the Sanhedrin. And whoever says, you fool, will be liable to fiery Gehenna. Therefore, if you bring your altar gift to the altar and there recall that your brother has anything against you, leave your gift there at the altar. Go first and be reconciled with your brother, and then come and offer your gift. Settle with your opponent quickly while on the way to court with him. Otherwise, your opponent will hand you over to the judge and the judge will hand you over to the guard, and you will be thrown into prison. Amen, I say to you, you will not be released until you have paid the last penny. You know, during Mass, the priest or deacon will say, let us offer each other a sign of peace. And this sign of peace, I think, is very important. However, it is misused. It's not an opportunity to chit-chat or give the person next to you a high five. It's not a commercial break from the Mass. It's an opportunity before the reception of Holy Communion to recognize the dignity and respect that we must have for one another and to know that at the heart of each and every one of us is the peace of Christ. Peace be with you should be done not in a very perfunctory way, but to be totally in a spirit of union and reconciliation with the people around you. This is not about giving your own peace in a sense, but rather sharing the peace of Christ with one another, that you may discover the peace of Christ in your life. You know, I've come across a list of many arguments why we should not give the sign of peace at Mass. So I wondered why we give the sign of peace. And I found this. In Sacramentum Caritatis, 
the late Pope Benedict XVI shared some important insight. He said, by its nature, the Eucharist is the sacrament of peace. At Mass, this dimension of the Eucharistic mystery finds specific expression in the sign of peace. Certainly, this sign has great value. He says, in our times, fraught with fear and conflict, this gesture has been particularly eloquent. Certainly, there is an impressible desire for peace present in every heart. Wow. Before we approach the Lord to receive him in the Eucharist, we need to go first and be reconciled with your brother or sister. We have an invitation today to, to control our anger, to speak kind words, and to not hold on to past hurts. There are those who live their life in anger toward others. There are those who do not know Christ's peace. Jesus proclaims, whoever is angry with his brother will be liable to judgment. Anger can eat at us and cause us to, to make choices that lead to serious sin. In St. Paul's letter to the Ephesians, chapter 4, verse 26, we read, Be angry, but do not sin. Do not let the sun set on your anger, and do not leave room for the devil. Living in anger towards others makes one miserable and does not allow room for forgiveness or healing. My friends, today might be a good day to start speaking words that are kind and uplifting, words that compliment, words that see the good in others. Jesus says today, whoever says to his brother, Raka, which is an insult, would indicate that someone is empty-headed or foolish, will be answerable to the Sanhedrin. And whoever says, you fool, will be liable to fiery Gehenna. When you put down your friends and even your enemies and when you use destructive words toward others, you create an atmosphere of hate. Ask forgiveness from those who you insult and forgive those who insult you. Sometimes we find it so difficult just to let go. We hang on to things for years and years and we drown in bitterness. The only thing that grudges brings is misery, unrest, and sickness. We waste so much time finding ways to get back at someone when we could be living in freedom and peace. Peace be with you. Living in anger, using insulting words, and hanging onto past hurts destroys any chance for healing. Jesus wants his forgiveness to penetrate your heart. I want to conclude this reflection by just sharing some words from the prophet Ezekiel. Thus says the Lord God, if the wicked man turns away from all the sins he committed, if he keeps all my statutes and does what is right and just, he shall surely live. He shall not die. Have a great day. Be sure of my prayers.